All right, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good whatever time of day it is for you when you are listening. Welcome to another episode of Chatting Grit. I am here, as always, with Toby. Toby, how you doing? Not bad. We are slowly recovering from the uh, what I call the death by deadlift workout. Um, but yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, I've recovered because I got my scaling right. I didn't uh, misread a joke in a WhatsApp message and just add way too much weight to my bar. It's just just for some... Uh, I can't think of the word. Some clarity on this. It's a deadlift workout that I'd tested and programmed that was... 15 minutes every minute on the minute two deadlifts at 70 percent of who i'm at max and then three minute rest into every minute on the minute for 10 minutes five reps at 50 percent of who i'm at max is that what i said 50 percent. yeah so i tested yeah. it and done it at 70 percent and 55 percent and realized that 55 was was tough at that point uh, and my so my deadlift from at max is 210 ish kilos a little bit more probably i haven't pulled 212 yet but i reckon i've got it in the tank which left me at like 145 for the twos and one 117 and a half 115 something like that for the fives and i jokingly said to toby yeah mate yours will be heavier than mine anyway and uh toby misread that and so toby what weights did you go for uh, 70% I done at 150 kilos and your one rep max deadlift is um, last time I even attempted one which was quite a while ago it was 190 okay so just to clarify um, a 190 deadlift which is 20 kilos less than my one rep max somehow ended up being 5 kilos heavier at the same percentage and then what did you go was, for uh, fives um it, 120 just because i physically didn't have it in me to pull the 50 kilo bumper plates off <laughs> so just just to clarify toby went five kilos heavier on the two and i'd lowered the percentages from mine from 55 to 50 percent and still ended up seven and a half kilos heavier like it's a rough workout any day of the week but uh the extra the extra weight is not what you need um, and we both both went beltless as well, didn't we? I did. Yeah. Um, I mean, I last round of the heavy ones. I don't. I've never really deadlifted with a belt, but I took one in in case, and I'm glad I did. <laughs> Let's just say that much. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't have my belt with me, but I wish I'd used a belt. Um, because it was fucking rough. Yeah, uh, there was a, a 10 minute lay on the floor afterwards, I believe, where you got a lovely photo of me and a couple of others that came to join me. Yeah, it was a great photo. Um, I might, I'll put that on the Instagram, actually. I think it's you sent it to me for real, didn't you? It's not a story photo. Um, no, that's in the WhatsApp group chat, I believe. I'll put, I'll put that on the uh, the podcast Instagram for everyone to see. But yeah, yeah, it was rough. Um, I think I've I did it, you did it, a couple of other people I know have done it and everyone's had to take a day or two off of training afterwards because it is, it's a very high volume lower back workout. Um, and I would say use a belt. Um, and also don't do it unless you're really comfortable when you're deadlifting. Like my back was tight in the way it should be tight when it's completed that level of volume. 
it wasn't injured, but there's if you don't know what you're doing, that's the sort of one that you're uh, you're likely to get hurt on. Yeah, I definitely agree with that one. Um, all right, cool. So what we're going to talk about today is um, uh, a weird topic, not a weird topic. I say it's it's a good time to talk about it now because the season is still a while off for everyone. Um, it might not necessarily be as important for people that don't race. They just want to have fun, but it's still important for basing your training and stuff on. So we're going to talk about um, picking A races, picking B races, picking throwaways, like what how to choose your races that matter why you choose races that matter and yeah i think that, that that's basically the uh, the covering of it before we start toby can you just plug your other headphone in because as you move your uh, mic is dragging on your hoodie and making a weird noise we're we're all good we're all good yeah i say so i can hear it's every time you move that microphone drags on your hoodie and it goes Soop. I can't edit that out. Um, good start. Good start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you plug that one in with a microphone just so it stops moving, um, we'll be good. And everyone can. The difference in mine and Toby's setups is quite funny. I've got like a microphone, headphones all set up. Toby's like, oh, I'm on my phone with a pair of headphones I dug out of my bag. <laughs> also sat on my bed in the corner because it is the only possible place. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I'm sat in Jess's office, so <laughs> the location isn't much stronger. Um, all right, cool. So uh, let's let's start off with with what an A race is, basically. Um, I'll 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 chat a little bit, Toby. You can add in if you think I've missed anything. If you think I'm wrong about what an A race is, so I I always imagine an A race as the race that you cannot bear to think about performing badly at i i depending on the season the sport blah 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 blah, you pick a couple of a races you look at your important ones the ones that matter to you and those are the races you build your training around that you you strive to peak at that you focus on so for us in ocr and spartan it's it's quite interesting because you have to sort of choose if you're going to do a sprint as an A race or a super as an A race or a beast as an A race. And Spartan tries to set it up so you can't really do that. Um, but but you make do with what you can. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you select, your, you have your A race and then you have your B race. Your B races are the ones that you, you, you taper for still. You want to perform well, you want to train for, but you don't necessarily like peak for you wouldn't have like a, that wouldn't be your aim would, wouldn't be to win that race it would be to do as well as you can do in that current state um and then we i say people call them different things c races throwaway races backup races whatever for me after the b race everything else is a training session so any other races you do is fine but they're training sessions and that's what they are um if you're meant to do a long run that weekend and you've got a race that's your long run um you do a very minimal taper just so you, you're safe for it like normally practice taper just probably two days off sort of thing one day off one day is a little shakeout, and then that is how you treat them i don't know if you've got different thoughts on that on on any of those type uh 
Nah, definitely with the phrasing you used of the A race being the one that you physically didn't want to perform bad at, I reckon is the best way of describing it. Yeah, that's that. That's I've had to explain it to a lot of people in different ways, and that's the one that always seems to resonate. Like you look at an event and you say, "I can't fuck that up." That's the one that matters. And just like to clarify, "can't fuck that up" doesn't necessarily mean I have to come in first place. It just means you want to do the best you can do there. That's the one you want to set your best time. You want to perform your best. You want to come away like I'm stoked on that i've absolutely nailed what i set out to do i've trained up to it all of those sort of things that is that is to me what an a race is um and obviously there is a limit to how many of those you can do you can't build in eight to 12 week training blocks for races every other week um which is a big a big sin in the OCR community. It's lots of people I work with, lots of people I don't work with, lots of lots of people in general are like, yeah, what I want to do is do really well at this trifecta weekend. Then I want to do something else and something else and something else. And I want to do really well at all of them. And when I say how, the answer is always, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and like, that is it. Like, how can you possibly perform well every single weekend without giving yourself time to train. Um, so, yeah, that's, that, that is, it is hard in OCR as well and in Spartan because they, especially last year, I don't, I don't know if you found, maybe I, I definitely found with training and stuff, the races were so packed in. What you basically had was an incredibly long off-season and training block into I somehow have to perform in back-to-back-to-back-to-back weeks where you were like, taper, race, recover, week of training two weeks of training taper race recover it was madness yeah especially so i ended up managing to do three races last year um the first one was a super in the midlands then it was the sprint the next day and then i want to say it was like possibly a month if that later um that it was then the scotland ultra the complete opposite end of the spectrum trying to train for all three of them i was sort of like a um let's just see what ones end up going well and what ones we just get through yeah yeah and i think so midlands was last weekend of july if i'm not wrong uh, i think so something like that yeah that that rings i was at a festival like it's normally the last weekend of july that i'm at the festival so that's why i remember that one um and then it's i think scotland was the first week of september something like that yeah um, so just so yeah, over a month yeah yeah i think when i looked it was about five weeks basically um which is not a training block like I say like once you've raced hard two days two races you take a week basically to just start easing back into training and all of a sudden you've got four weeks and one of those weeks is a taper week and with an ultra it's 10 days so all of a sudden you've got 17 18 days to train which is you can do some work but there's only so much you can do in that time like yeah there is only so much you can do there's there's no way around it. You you have a limit on what you can put your body through, what adaptions can be made, how your muscles can grow, how your lungs can be better. Like all of those sort of things take time. And that time is not four weeks. 
Um, okay, so what what we wanted to sort of talk about was was how you pick your A races and what you do once you've picked your A races. So obviously, like I've said, an A race is the race you cannot bear to perform badly at. I would say realistically, if you want to do three A races a year, I, I sort of say three or four, any more than that, and you're putting too much on your body, they realistically need to be 12 weeks plus apart. Now they don't, that's not a set formula. They have to be 12 weeks apart, but if you, if you want to improve between them, you need about that long. Obviously you can train for one and then maintain if it's closer together than that, but you don't want to have your two A races be September the 1st and September the 5th because it's just not possible. Like you're not going to be recovered in time for a four day gap, but like, like you, it can be two weeks apart, three weeks apart. You just need time to recover and keep your, maintain your fitness, which is doable. But I like to say like 12 weeks between races that you want to improve between gives you time to recover and then build in a block of training. Yeah. I don't know. What, What are your thoughts on, on times between a races, a races through the year? Uh, I guess in terms of like how relatable they are, for example, using a sprint uh, and an ultra in Spartan races, if they were four weeks apart and the sprint was first and you were then like, right, four weeks later, I want to go also win the ultra, completely different styles of training (laughs) and distances to say the least. Um, so that's going to have a huge impact. Whereas if they're fairly similar, for example, it was a sprint, then a sprint, like you had said, you can aim to maintain that yeah. fitness, that speed into then that next race. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, I say, I'd agree with that. That's obviously, I, I have this conversation quite often. Like if you want to do lots of different things, that's fine, but you just need to pick the one that matters so you can build your training. Like if you want to do 400 meter OCR racing and be successful at it, that is one sort of skill. If you want to finish an ultra, you can train to finish an ultra as well, but you, it's very hard if they've not a big deal of time between them to be successful at both. People do it. People can do it, but it's, it really depends on what, what you, who you are, what's going on. It's quite a difficult one to, to set in stone because there isn't a set in stone. Like I know my recovery is pretty good. I race pretty well on a second day event, even better than first days normally. Um, some people need a full week off just to feel like they can move again after a hard event. Like it just, it just depends. Some people can completely change who they are as an athlete in eight weeks some people eight weeks is just about enough time to realize what they're doing. Like anything we say is not a rule. It's a, a, a sort of an opinion and a vague generalization on, on what can and what should be done. Just, just getting that out there before anyone tells me that they've won an ultra and a sprint within three weeks of each other. Like I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying as a rule, it's not a good idea to try and do. Well, whilst we're on the topic of picking A races, how to pick them and what to pick as such, 
this year coming what are your a races if it's more than one or what is your a race for the year so currently my the only race i care about at the moment the only event i care about is high rocks in london 3rd of april um that that was always going to be my a race especially if you listen to last week it's now a very important a race for me i need a bit of redemption a bit of a make myself feel a bit better about it um if there's another event later this year at high rocks i might that will be another a race that will i'll train again for that uh, outside of that i I'm, I'm gradually stepping further and further away from competing um and just going out to enjoy races again now so i haven't got any others i've, I've basically got a races and training sessions um i've got no b races i might pick a few up as i go like i might if something interests me i might do it um but yeah that that's where i'm at um what about yourself um i would probably say still not entirely sure on what specific races but definitely in the spartan age group series that is still just uh, trying to find which ones i back myself with most to then go right that's going to be a races and then obviously with how close them are they are in terms of the day after um it's then just seeing what ones will suit me best to pick for them cool yeah and i say like we're, we're 12 weeks out basically 12 weeks out from the first spartan patriot race of the year but first Spartan race of the year as well i think so like obviously We've, if you've listened to the last few episodes, we've covered like Toby's been injured. We're, we're going to start working with that. Like basically now, just before we started recording, Toby sort of said running's been okay this week. It was okay at High Rocks a couple of weeks ago. So now the running starts and we'll build the 12 weeks up now into that race like it's going to be an A race. But with the potential of if anything starts to feel wrong in the injury, it'll be moved. Like there's no point trying to do an A race on an injury. It doesn't. It, there's no point like you can't perform your best if you can't perform your best um but just for anyone listening being like oh but you've said 12 weeks and it's 12 weeks away and you said you still haven't decided we've got a a ghost a race um is what i'll call it so it will be an a race as long as everything goes right um one of those will be an a race obviously like i say trying to do an a race of a beast and a sprint is not <laughs> not doable <laughs> but we'll see how the training goes to focus on that won't we yes completely yeah and then after that it will uh, again depend but for like specificity of it being the age group series and spartan for a lot of people that's that's probably what they're going to be looking at this year um and uh it's, it's a tricky one to have the series as a races because there are four of them and they're all quite close together there's not big gaps um so yeah it's i would choose one as an a race and then i would pick the others to try and like b race to try and do well at to try and perform but not not to be your give it your all race my advice choose not to take it if you want um yeah um <laughs> so then what obviously i've said i'm not having any b races this year i'm only having a races and training races um i don't know if you've got any plans for b racing this year um 
possibility if High Rocks release a race towards like the end of the year, like they had Birmingham last year, uh, to really going in for that. Because yeah. um, i got a few people that have been saying, oh, are you doing London? Are you doing London? But just being so close to what could be a possibly a race, I don't want to then risk obviously being burnt out into that still and not being fighting at 100%. Yeah, I say yeah. That's 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 how B races are decided, basically. Um, I, I think yeah, for you, London is London Hyrox is a risky one for anyone that wants to seriously compete in the Spartan the next weekend. Like that's a uh, it's a big ask on your body to recover. I would say like the relay stuff we talked about with Joe last week, and possibly even the doubles and like not racing Hyrox is a good way to dip your toe in two high rocks when you want to focus the next week and just treat it as a long crossfit style OCR sim-ish session. Because um, then you haven't got to do the volume, you haven't got to do the, the weight and all of that, and you can get a feel for the event. Um, or you can do it as an A race and not do the Spartan as an A race. Like, it's up to up to anyone who's choosing what they want to do. Um, just to sort of backstep, because I realised we talked about our B races but didn't really explain what a B race was. What what I consider a B race, what I say to athletes at B races is the races that you would like to do well at. So just using the Spartan age races, Beast Saturday, Sprint Sunday, they're both races in the series. Obviously, if you're trying to compete for the series title overall, you want to do well at both of those. You can't really A race both of those because one is a 21K endurance race, one is a 5K sprint. So you choose one of those to be your A race. Let's say the sprint. So what you focus on is, is top end speed, is 5K time, is obstacle proficiency and speed. And that's your training block. And you add the volume in, into that training block so that you can compete at a beast and you want to be fresh and you want to do well at the beast. But you focus more on, you focus on the differences so you look at what the sprint really needs and that's what you focus your training on the fitness will come the beast is a b race you want to do well you still prep for that you still taper for that you still push hard for that but it's a tricky one because normally i would say don't push too hard on that because obviously you've got to do your a race the next day and that's not the best way but it is what it is to be honest but you don't you don't sell your soul on the beast you work on the beast. You don't crush yourself on the beast so that you can still go the next day. Whereas if you're doing it the other way around, sell your soul on the beast. Like whatever you've got in reserve on that Sunday will be what will be. If the beast is your A race, that's what you've put, trained for. And the fitness should carry you through the Sunday. So your B race is the one that matters. But if someone said to you pick one, it wouldn't be the one you choose. And it wouldn't be what your training is designed for. Um, which is like, like before I decided not to compete any Spartans this year, I was going to have, um, like market Harbor Midlands, whatever it's called at the moment was going to be a B race. I was going to try and taper and like perform at it. Now I don't have any real interest in it. Like it will be a, a, a training session for me. It'll be fun. Good day out, but not a B race. B races are important because that's where you can test nutrition. You can test 
technique. So like I would never say go on to monkey bars and try a new technique in an A race. But also you don't like a new technique chilled out in your garden on your own monkey bars doesn't tell you if you're going to be able to do it in a race setting. That's what a B race is for. Like, oh, I want to try a new gel. Oh, I'm going to go sideways on the monkey bars. I'm going to jump a bar. I'm going to do all these things in race conditions rather than casually. And that's that's what I use B races for and for clients. Um, yeah, I've rambled quite a bit there about B racing. Have you, you know, anything to add that makes it a bit more coherent, Toby? Um, I will try to summarize for anyone that sort of drifted off through that part um so obviously b race something you don't expect to win but say there was 10 people in the race you would hope to come in the top five in a nice and simple way to put it with like a rough plan of how it looks yeah and that's yeah that that's a good a good summary what i will say is still got to chase this out of a few people that we work with we don't we try not to set podium goals we set performance goals so actually in that situation the idea would be in an a race it would be to do your best wherever that puts you in a b race it would be to do a race that you're happy with the result Oh, that's a, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole mindset podcast. We'll do that another time. But just, I don't want anyone to be like, oh no, I've got to win these races because they matter to me. That's not what we're we're saying necessarily. But that's a good way to to summarize what what that value is. Um, okay, so a races you've got a series race. Not sure yet. Yeah. Um, probably a couple of series races. Maybe maybe Euro champs. You never know. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, and I say I'm going to High Rocks London, which is I'm like I'm starting my training block last week. It's uh, really fun. Um, (laughs) I I haven't trained with a focus in a really long time, and having to do specific work versus just getting to do loads of really fun CrossFit workouts when I want to do them is a. is a big change again, like dialing nutrition in and stuff. Like it's, it's different for me, but it's good, but it is those first few weeks are always tough. Um, just, just because it changes how you're used to training. Like I say, like I really like going into the gym and just doing what I fancy doing. And now I'm like, yeah, got to get some wall balls in, got to do lunges, got to do skis, got to do rows. And like, there's going to be movements I'm not doing as much, which is sad, but it is what it is got an a race can do the master does this mean you can still go in the gym every week to try and pull a pb on deadlift it absolutely does not sadly i that deadlift emon workout i did was basically my last big heavy deadlift session now into after high rocks so it'll be slightly higher volume deadlifts at a lower weight um trying to keep my percentages there can keep the strength there but there's just there's just not enough crossover for deadlifting to high rocks, sadly, as much as I tried to convince myself it would help with sled pulls and stuff. It's just not there. Like got to keep my hamstring strong, my glutes strong, everything strong, but single rep deadlifts is just not going to do that. Um, sadly, <laughs> but we'll, we'll still deadlift. I say this two weeks from now, watch me pull two fifteen. <laughs> 
just make sure you get your percentages right. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't put fifty pound, fifty kilo bumper plates on and then be like, oh, I'm not taking them off in my short rest. Um, but yeah, that's I say. Let's let let's sort of almost go back to the beginning and just really quickly sum up what we've said. So if we've talked and confused you, hopefully this next five minutes will will explain what the fuck we're trying to say. All right. So a racing racing, you, you literally cannot conceive missing out on doing badly at it's what you build your training around B racing. You want to do really well, but it's not the focus of your training and it's the time to sort of play around and test things. We haven't really covered it too much, but C races, thrower races, training races, whatever you want to call them. It's a training session. Do it at whatever effort level you feel. Use it as a way to, to work out, to build fitness. That's You're not trying to crush yourself in C races, throwaways, whatever. You're just trying to build some fitness in that session. All right. I think, I think that's pretty summed up. Would you agree? Disagree? Tell me if I sound like an idiot. Um, I would agree. And I definitely did not zone out within that, what you classed as five minutes of, it will make sense. <laughs> Basically, ignore the entire podcast, except that what was probably about 30 seconds. <laughs> um, so but- if you've listened to however long this podcast is, got to the end and gone, you can't remember? From here, flick back about a minute and listen from there. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy. Um, cool. All right. Uh, so that's, I think we'll wrap it up there. We've done a few quite long ones recently. Nice little short one. Um, in fact, in fact, let's end with one other little thing. Let's just talk favorite training session of the last couple of months. Have you got one? Oh, whatever one springs um, to mind. That's the one. Oh, favorite. Oh, um, I will probably have to go with the workout of the month from January. Um, I'm now going to try to remember what it all was. Uh, I've not uh, even got it written down anywhere. I can't remember what it was. Uh, we will comment it somewhere so you're able to read it if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Or probably... we will tag the post in. If you can do that, yeah, I'll put it on the I'll put it on the uh, on the podcast Instagram page. Um, share a link on the description, maybe. I don't know if I can do that, but I'll try. Um, we're professionals, high, uh, highly talented <laughs> professionals. Um, I was I was not expecting you to say that. That's a horrible workout. It um, was horrible, but it was also because you had said that it was an hour and a half to two hours. And I think I came in four minutes after the hour and a half. Yeah, one thirty-three something. Um, Which I was aiming to try to beat what you had said of the hour and a half. So that was my main goal for that one. To beat an hour and a half on that was a a big task. It was a worse workout (laughs) than I thought. I hadn't tested it. I was like, this will be fun. It'd be a good... It started off as like a fun 
2022 workout so it was 2022 reps um and uh yeah i think i'd underestimated it for everyone pretty much it was it was tough yeah. it was tough but it was good yeah and it's again it's one of those sessions we i feel like we talk about these sessions a lot lots of the sessions that we do like are very beginner applicable and the ones we seem to talk about are the ones that are ones that i would say don't don't do unless you do fitness regularly like it's not something to just jump in on you'll, you'll hurt yourself um i i my favorite session at the moment <laughs> despite the fact that it's a running session is um I'm doing speed sessions once a week um, with Jesse, which is nice. It's basically the only time I don't train by myself. Um, and we're building up for high rock sessions. So it's we vary week by week. So what week one is a warm up for a kilometer. Then you do hard K, easy three minutes, hard K, easy three minutes, so on and so on. Starts at five rounds each each two week block, it goes up by a round. So it's 5K of hard running, 6K of hard running, 7, 8K of hard running. Then it stays at eight for a few weeks and then it will change from there. Um, and then the alternate week is 500 meters hard, 90 seconds rest. So again, it's it will go up by two rounds. So it's 5K, 6K, 7K, et cetera. Um, but they're, they're the only type of running that I can abide, let alone enjoy. Um, but yeah. There's some sessions. We'll, we'll maybe we'll start sharing some on, on the Instagram and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's that's. I'm done talking. Toby, you done talking? Yes, we'll leave it at that. It is. Uh, yeah, my brain has now slightly lost track of where we're at. Yeah, we've we've both had very long days, weeks, months, um, years, and are a bit frazzled. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for listening. Um, I say check out the Instagram, check out what that's really all we do, the Instagram and the podcast. Um, leave, leave some reviews. Tell us how great we are. Um, all right, that's it. I'm done. Toby, see you later. See you later.